Welcome to Rhythm, a podcast on being in balance through conversations with the Swami. Namaste everybody. Today we are here with Swami Tadananda from the Ramakrishna Vedanta Center here in Auckland. How are you Swamiji? I'm good. Thank you, Sunil. It's good. Today we are trying to explore um, the topic well-being. Now, well-being is is quite a popular topic. It's been uh, talked about many times in, in the news and the media and even at schools, at, at different institutions and so on. So we thought we'll uh, have a, a view of well-being from, from, a, from a different angle. We've invited Swamiji here to, to give, us a, give us his views. Swamiji, well-being. How, do we, how does Vedanta see well-being? Uh, Sunil, in Hindi, when we meet somebody and we want to inquire about their well-being, we use this well-known phrase, Aapka swast kaisa hai? And generally, the person who is asking the question means the physical health of the person, maybe sometimes the general mental health also. But the meaning of the word swast itself is loaded with a spiritual meaning. The word swast can be broken into swa, stha. Swa means your own and stha means to be established in. Your own self is swa and stha means thapana, sthita. So the question that is being asked is not a very superficial physical question. In a spiritual sense, the inquirer is asking, are you established in your own spiritual self? Now, why would they ask that type of question? Because in the Vedanta tradition, in the Vedantic perspective, the true well-being is grounded in our spiritual reality of who we are. We have heard this expression, we are spiritual beings having a human experience. So fundamentally, we are spiritual beings. And good health, physically, mentally, emotionally, morally, spiritually, are all tied to that foundation. If the foundation is not good, if you're not anchored on something, if you're not balanced, then we are sort of unsettled and that there's a loss of balance, we are not at ease and that's why we call it dis-ease. It's all about getting back into that rhythm, that balance where we are poised in a, in a way that the world cannot knock us off type of thing. So we say in our Vedanta tradition, it the true cause of well-being would be approaching that spiritual self that we are and the more we come to the center of our being, the less we are likely to be unsettled by anything that yeah. can affect us from outside. Right. Wow. Okay. Now, that is that is quite deep. Uh, so, I suppose today's session, we would like to cover some of that because of, uh, it's, you know, it's, it's a pretty, pretty big topic. So, we'll probably won't get to the whole whole of that today, but uh, we'll, we'll, we'll try and cover a few elements of it. Uh, how would we start, start this? So, obviously, you, you mentioned physical well-being, you mentioned... Uh, mental well-being, emotional well-being, what's the best way to, to tackle this? So, the first step would be to enlighten ourselves as to who, what we really are. Normally, when we talk about ourselves, we mean our physical and mental, our personality and individuality and all those things. So, first we have to expand our perspective of who we are in the light of Vedanta, which is, Vedanta is the the final conclusion of the saints and sages who dived deep into their own inner self and explored that inner space and they came face to face as a realization with a wonderful 
dimension of their own being, which is called the self or the Atman or the soul. And they said, this entity that is there within all of us, the ocean behind all the waves, it is of infinite existence, knowledge, bliss, peace, purity, sublimity, everything that we want in our life, but it's within us. So starting from that dimension, the spiritual dimension, on top of that, we can visualize just like an onion has been covered with multiple layers, so that a spiritual self has been covered, so to say, by this layers which are in Vedanta called the koshas, the sheaths. And starting from the deepest level of our being, which is the spiritual self, which is full of bliss, and then it comes down, you think of another layer which is full of knowledge, then that is covered by what is called the mind, and then that next layer is covered by another, uh, that mind is covered by another layer which is called the vital sheath, the the where the energy is coming, flowing through. And finally, this physical gross body comes. Okay. okay, and so the spiritual dimension is the source, the powerhouse, which is radiating that energy. And how much of that energy is able to penetrate through those inner layers yeah. and come to the physical level, that inner nourishment of that energy is the Vedanta approach of, of true well-being. Right, okay. Okay, so how so how how do people then improve themselves in you know internally uh, and in a way that then also improves the other layers? So then the question can be reframed as how do we access that yeah. wonderful powerhouse that is within us mm. to strengthen us, to make us more resilient, to make us so strong that the outside world, which is always trying to impinge, jump onto us and drag us off our balance, that our inner balance and poise and strength is so much that the outside world cannot disturb us. That's right. And if we, if we are able to maintain that balance in all situations, then we say, I'm healthy at all times. Otherwise, something knocks us off and for a while we are off ease. So, so what we need is strength. And we have understood that the source of that strength is from within. But there's a method by which we enhance our strength. Yes. So, at a physical level, let's start with something that we all know. If you decide to see somebody who is very strong and muscular and everything, because you ask him, how do you do it? Became so strong. You know, I also seem to have those muscles, but none of them are showing. And he would say, hey, there's a system, a method of doing it. And he would say, most of us know, many of us go to the gymnasium. So, you need to go... And give yourself that exercise. Yes. Okay. Uh, and so, there in a gymnasium, various devices and machines are there meant for particular muscles and systems. And there's somebody who knows about how those machines start to be utilized. So, you go and set up a program, and <clears throat> which could be twice a week. You go for an hour or so. <clears throat> so, you'll do those exercises. Exercise means doing something repeatedly. <clears throat> so, <clears throat> you are giving a signal to your body when you're lifting a 5 kg dumbbell, that this is a task for me. The body does not know whether you're a gym, in a gymnasium or actually in the outer actual field. Yeah. He says, this person needs strength. Yes. And so when you repeatedly, gravity is pulling the weight down, you are going against it. Okay? And you're lifting it against the. So exercise comes by not going with nature, but against the flow of nature, against gravity. Right. All right. So, so we do that exercise and we little push it to the little limit. You know, we just don't do it two kgs, you know. We try to give the signal that I need more. 
So a little bit of stress is there, but not too much that it can hurt you. Yes. Also. So that common sense, practical sense is So there. there's some sort of structure. Some structure is like there. How do you slowly increase that weight? Yes. You start off with low yeah. heavy weights, but then if you over time increase it. Yeah. Yeah. And the body will respond. Yes. Okay. So he says this man needs more muscles. And yes. so it responds by developing those muscle fibers. But then you also that, hey, look, it's not just exercises. If you don't eat good food, yes. protein and all those type of things that's necessary to develop those muscles, then you might just become weak even. So along with exercise should come good nourishment. Yeah. Okay. And then suppose you overdo the exercises, mm. overeat the food, mm. and you don't get the muscles immediately. So there's something we know common sense that you have to be patient, you have to do it in a step-by-step way over a long period of time for that muscle to gradually develop and after sometimes you begin to see your biceps and triceps yeah. and all those <laughs> things are coming. You see the hips, huh? yeah. So we have a little formula there. The net result after three months is you feel stronger. Yes. And that is your yardstick by which you say, my going to the gym is good, I feel that strength yes. in everything. So the outcome that we want is strength. Yes. And that is the output. The input is exercises in systematic way plus good nourishment food plus a program time patience that has to be there correct so when you put all these three together you feel the physical strength yes correct so that makes common sense yes. most of us are familiar with it nice let's take it to the intellectual level yeah. so as we as we as we are going through the layers layers so we've started from the outer layer outer layer physical we'll jump we'll jump the i already call this the second layer, which is the vital force, yes. that so, sort of comes with the, the physical, physical body. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Be healthy and all that. Yes. Then comes the intellectual part of it. So when our parents and the society wants us to be very useful as we grow up, they say we'll capture all the knowledge that our ancestors have collected over centuries. And this is what is what is called you know, captured in books. And they're trained people who are there to offer that, which are our teachers. And it's a system also, which is the education system that you just don't go into class 5 or class 10. You have to start with the primary and go through the grades and to keep on develop uh, as you develop your capacity. Yeah. Then you qualify to the next level. Right. Just like in the gym, you start with 5 kg, then you go to 7 and 10 like that. Exercise books. Exercise books are there. <laughs> and, and then also there is this things called exercises at the end of the chapters in a textbook. So in that equation for intellectual strength, which would mean a problem is thrown at you, you don't get overwhelmed and bamboozled by it. You said, and I have been educated. Let give me some time and I will find a way to solve it. So how did it happen? Because just like you develop the physical muscles, here you are developing what you call the mental muscles, the intellectual muscles. What is the method? Well, you're doing the exercises. So a teacher gives you subject matter, you read, and then you come and solve so many problems, 10, 20 of them. And then in the exercise book, and you check the answers? And after some time, you get the confidence, I can do this. Mm. Okay. Okay. So that is the exercise part of it, physically doing that. If you don't do that, you will not get that exercise. Yeah. Okay. And the food, intellectual food is the knowledge, the knowledge. that is coming from? It's in the books. In the books and the teachers. Yeah. Actually, from Vedanta said, the, the knowledge is within us. Yeah. The books and the teachers facilitate the manifestation of that knowledge. Right. Always we have to say the source is within us, yes. not outside. Then we become dependent on outside sources. Outside things, facilities, facilities are facilitators. 
they give the 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 catalyst and something expresses itself from within so again we have got this when you want to train somebody as an engineer or doctor or accountant which is the mental capacity of that person has been developed he goes through a course and through university that is systematic study discipline is necessary you know all that plus that the, the knowledge of that sub- particular field subject matter mm-hmm. plus a course of 5 years or some years is there you just can't finish you know everything in one year unless you're a genius or something like that so we in the discipline as you said the discipline, discipline is yeah. discipline is very important you know not parting every day you know yeah. you you, know, you are but uh, in a way everything's very controlled yeah so again we can have the same formula intellectual exercise plus intellectual ideas or knowledge is food for the mind plus a disciplined training correct makes us a professional yeah. and you do wonderful things in this world yeah let's jump one or two yeah the next ones will be emotional yeah and we'll jump over the moral and ethical also right now and go to the spiritual discipline the ones that are already well established yes. society so it will help it might help inform the other two yeah so yes. can we see the same formula applies to all of them also right and then we'll try to find out the formula for this other two okay. so when somebody becomes spiritually inclined and interested he's read the scriptures or has been asking this questions like who am i where did i come from where am i going what's the meaning and purpose of life the scriptures say that i am a spiritual being i am infinite existence knowledge bliss but i am not feeling it that way i want to experience that myself yeah so and then somebody approaches uh, some spiritual teacher who is versed in that knowledge and he says i am ready to submit myself to the discipline to that exercise that is called sadhana yes. and the spiritual teacher says okay you'll have to do this much japa and meditation and various other subsidiary disciplines are there so that the energy is not frittered away but is harnessed and then you through the spiritual disciplines trans sublimate it into some spiritual energy so to say so there is a what do you call exercises spiritual exercises you know that is japa meditation and various other yama niyama and all those things are there then what is a food for spiritual exercise well the knowledge that has been harnessed or collected by people who have walked that path in the and recorded that yes. and this is these are what our scriptures are gita upanishad and all that as somebody has discovered a path and made a map and given us a compass and said hey follow this and you will reach this goal so that's useful to us otherwise we are finding our own way so we have that knowledge spiritual knowledge and of course nothing happens overnight okay you can't just simply say that i have been meditating for one year and nothing happening so it doesn't work patience and perseverance the higher the goal the longer the the exercise can be but we have that same equation here what are they first is the exercise spiritual disciplines morning and evening you are practicing regularly sincerely with great zeal and passion you are keeping in studying the scriptures to make sure that you are doing it rightly and of course patience is there yeah and at the end one fine day you find that your spiritual strength is increasing your sense of balance your clarity about who you are your poise and how would you how would how would one realize um, uh, or as you say how would one sort of go oh there's a lift in 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 oneself right that they are you know what what are the what are the, some of the signs or signals so this spiritual dimension is let us say it's a center of our being visualize a bicycle wheel that is spinning there's so many spokes which are like the radii the further you are away from the center yeah suppose 
there's an end sitting on the tire. Yeah, the tire. When the tire spins, it's really getting, you know, dizzy because the velocity there is very high. The further you go from the wheel, the center, the more the velocity is there. But as the end begins to crawl towards the center along one of those spokes of the bicycle, then it finds that the the wheel is spinning in the same way. But the velocity it is experiencing is becoming less and less and less. And the closer it comes to the center, it becomes less. Ultimately, when it reaches the center, it finds that the wheel is spinning totally, but it is not spinning. Yeah, it is quite stable. Stable. Yeah. Swastha. I am established in my true self. Yes. So the yardstick or the measuring tape by which we will gauge how we are progressing in this in this spiritual journey is how grounded we are, how uh, how quickly we regain the balance if it's lost. So when things happen in your life, yeah, you might get knocked a little bit, yeah, but then next moment you are back. Yeah. Okay. That balance, that poise. Mm-hmm that equilibrium, you know, that capacity to restore that balance quickly in your life is a good measure of your spiritual progress. That means you are more healthier that way. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this is, this five layers, the five levels of our personality. Yes. That cover the wonderful beauty and purity and glory of the Atman. Mm-hmm. We have discussed, that's our subjective self. But the world outside in terms of people, forces of nature, what's happening around the neighborhood, all those things, they're constantly trying to drag us out. Okay, so this constant battle between the outside forces and the internal forces is what is called life. Somebody asked Swami Vivekananda, what is life? He said, it's a constant battle between the forces, the external forces, centrifugal forces, the internal, centripetal, and who is winning. And if you are winning, you are able to maintain your poise and balance. Yes. But at sometimes the outside forces are too much and they drag us. And that's when we lose our footing. We can't do very much about the external world, but we can strengthen ourselves that the world cannot overpower us. That is the spiritual approach to well-being. The other two topics that are there. So, so Samiji, uh, what we'll do is we'll actually finish this podcast because... As I said earlier, there's there's a there's a lot to cover. This well well being is a is a great big topic, and you already have covered a lot of things today. I think what we'll do is get our listeners a chance to absorb and then reflect on what has been said today, which has been actually quite amazing. You've given us very a lot to think about, especially how you've been able to relate all the you know, especially the physical and the intellectual back to spiritual. There's a, there's a structured way of understanding this. You know, it's not just, uh, you know, out of the books and then you go, oh, wow, what is, you know, how, how, do I, how do I go about it? There's actually a method to all of this. Yes. Um, and if people are able to take any any small bit out of this, is is just that, you know, that if, if, if you are wanting to become more stable, wanting to, wanting to have the strength and have the poise in life and when things are thrown to them, they're able to regain regain the balance really quickly, then there's a method. Okay. You know, if we can apply those things, then we can uh, we can get we can get there. So, so we conclude that today's session on that. Yeah, and I think before when we come back to the next session, we can give our readers, listeners, something to think about. Okay, so we have given them a formula about how physical strength, intellectual strength, and 
spiritual strength can be developed in a systematic way. We'll put the question out to them to think about what would be the way, what's available to us to develop our emotional strength, yes. which is very much important in if and the moral or ethical dimension. That's true. Yes. We'll use the same formula. Which is the mental well-being part. Right? Well, no, mental, no. Yeah, mental well-being will be intellectual, yes. emotional, and yes. you know, all those things. Yeah. Yes. Okay. But let's give a listener something to think about. Those, that formula that we have just talked about, which applies to the three, where and how that same method could be applied on the other two. We will discuss this, but in the meantime, okay. let them think about it. Awesome. That's that's great. Thank you, Swamiji. That was that was really really wonderful. Pretty sure the listeners would have learned a lot today. Thank you for listening. Being in balance, rhythm. For more information, please visit www.vedanta.nz.